Where in hell is Avery? Johnny asked when the two cows were added to the bunch. That half-breed bastard's always disappearing when there's work to be done. He was just here a few minutes ago, said Lonnie. Likely he's chasing after a lone head up at the creek, Johnny said. But Vernon Avery was not tending to the gather. Instead, he rode toward the Cheyenne encampment with news of the roundup and the cattle drive. Reese had hired him on when he turned up one day, saying he was down and out. It was only later that Reese found out that Vernon Avery had a Minaconju mother who was supposedly an outcast from the Lakota or Sioux tribe. Little did Reese know that Vernon was still in contact with several renegade warriors, rogue bands of Cheyenne and Lakotas, and that his loyalty was not to his father, a mountain man, but to his mother, Little Bird, who was still alive and living up in Minnesota. Luella Bolleen worked as if she was disjointed. One hip was higher than the other, and she looked as if she were aboard a tilting ship at sea. It was painful for her, and painful for Reese to watch. She carried two cups of coffee on a tray to their chairs in the front room after he had watched her painfully serve them both supper, and he knew that she would wash and dry the dishes without allowing him to help. Of course I'll miss you, Reese, she said as she set their cups on a small table in front of the cowhide-covered sofa. I like to take care of you. I know you do, Lou, he said as he reached for his cup. I just think you ought to let me get your help in the house. I won't have another woman in my house, she said. I enjoy taking care of the house and you. But you take on too much, Lou, and you're in pain all the time. So do you take on too much, Reese. You're going on a cattle drive when you ought to be lying in a hammock and sipping a mint julep. He laughed. I'm not ready for that quite yet, he said. They were comfortable together, Luella and Reese. They had been married a good long time and genuinely respected each other and enjoyed each other's company when they shared a final cup of coffee at the end of a day's hard work. Doesn't have to be a woman, he said. Luella's face took on a blank look. What? she said. I could have one of the hands come in every day and sweep up, wash clothes, dust, and all that. Pshaw, Reese, you know I wouldn't stand for that. A man just doesn't know what to do in a house full of dust, dirty dishes, and clothes. You could train one. Like I would train a dog or a monkey? Don't be silly. The time I spent supervising a cowhand to clean my house would drive me bats. We won't talk any more about this. I make do, and I'm happy, Reese smiled. He admired her for her determination and loyalty to him. It just pained him to see her suffer from that hip injury and limp around the house. She was a cripple, but she never would allow him to use that word or to acknowledge her disability. She looked past him at the dark window and sighed. I keep thinking of all those men out there trying to round up cattle in the dark. They can do it, he said. 
Will you take all the hands with you, Reese? He shook his head. I'm not going to leave you all alone, Lou. I thought I'd leave two men back here to look after the place. You mean look after me? He chuckled. We're not taking all the cows to Cheyenne. There'll be a few head left here for seed. Who will you leave here? She asked. Maybe that kid Tommy Chadwick and Vernon Avery. Vernon Avery? Why him? You don't like him? Reese asked. I don't know him, but there's something about him that's not quite right. He doesn't seem to fit in like the other men. He's a half-breed. I know, but he seems, well, distant whenever I speak to him, as if he's off in some other place. I know what you mean. He takes some...